and welcome to episode 21 of the Jockey Nerd Podcast. The one where we give you our thoughts on the box office behemoth that is Jurassic World, as well as discuss the impact of this franchise. I guarantee you that by the end of this show, you will have learned something cool, interesting that you may have not known before. All that, plus the news, and our favorite special guest co-host. You know who it is. What are we waiting for? I don't know. Let's do this. It's the Jockey Nerd Podcast with your hosts, Anthony and Imran. Oh, welcome to the show, everyone. Uh, episode 21, Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. And he's the nerd. And joining us today, our very favorite, bestest, most favoritest special guest co-host, the internet's newest viral sensation. Move over, uh, p- uh, what's that fucking piano cat? Move over Tay and Chocolate Rain, because here comes rock boy wow that, my ass is chapped now yeah after that you know, that's a lot of you should just look at my butthole right there <laughs> after, I like it. you saw his brown eye <laughs> that's the cleanest part of me so <laughs> you do have sense. you do have the world's cleanest poop hole you uh you know self-proclaimed oh. yeah baby right. wipes dude rugsy mm. thanks for joining us on episode 21 you guys uh i think we're podcast legal is that what that means 21 yeah. episodes yeah, and in, in this country, that's podcast legal. Now, we are already able to fight and die in a war and vote for a president, but we're now podcast legal. So in honor of that, let's see if this translates. I'm just going to do a little bit of this. Oh, there you go. Did you hear that? I heard that. Uh, drink what is that? This is a Stiegel. Oh, which okay. is uh it's from austria we actually i went to austria this summer and they had lots of stiegel there and we were in uh where the fuck were we in vienna and salzburg and it was very nice and stiegel was very is that good beer? it is <laughs> <laughs> because we're just talking about stiegels and i don't know was it like a kegel you know like flock of stiegels that there was great there oh. were great 80s oh. they're great oh shit all right that's horrible anyway i'm so- drinking this it's just my urine fermented <laughs> Well, that works. You know and, it is. Hey, way to recycle. I have a shitload of it. <laughs> way to recycle, Rug Boy. That's the best thing you could do for the environment. I, I drink so much alcohol, it just stays alcohol in my system. Yeah, you might as well just recycle it like a fucking water cooler. You are. You're yeah, a living water cooler. It pretty much tastes exactly like Corona. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly the oh, same shit. consistency and taste. I'll take Corona. your word for it, but that, that I'm sure that's true. I got this awesome Mai Tai glass, so. Pretend. I think I Pretend that I'm drinking on the show. No, that's the Bob Shins tiki glass, isn't it? It is. It Wait. is. Where you put the Mai Tais. But you do drink, right? I and do drink, you? yes. Okay. In proper jock fashion, I do drink. Okay, you have to. Like, I was about yeah. to like take uh, revoke your card if you said no. <laughs> Rug Boy. Revoke my jock card. Yeah, I know. Rug Boy, yeah. you want, remember last episode you wanted to learn about the jock, the last episode you were on? And this is your fourth appearance on the show. Uh, if you listen to last show, Episode 20, we got to learn a lot about the jock. What, what did you think of that, Rug Boy? I didn't know that he he was into like that kind of music and that was would go like all the way to L, uh, Las Vegas. I right. was almost to L.A. Hey, well, it's uh, almost to L.A. We went to Las Vegas all the way over there to, to go sit in the desert and sweat a lot. The jock is either really committed. He's really committed to the jock bit, or he actually loves the music. I think. Yeah, he but loves did the you music. get up in that ass though? That's what I want to know. <laughs> did I see the girl's brown eye? 
Yeah, yeah. That is a good question. We we never <laughs> got to that. You never asked that question. That's no, the most didn't. important thing. Well, because Imran's the nerd, that doesn't cross Imran's mind. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't ever. care. I was like, like ever. <laughs> you know, he, he sees girls. He sees girls, guys, whatever. It never crosses his mind. <laughs> I'm like, did you see any superheroes? Was there a guy in a Spider-Man costume? <laughs> no, six. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I guess the answer is we'll never find out. Never uh, kiss and tell. Oh, see, the jock is a gentleman. How about that? The gentleman jock. Uh, so I wanted to do something that we haven't done in, in in a little bit, in a couple of maybe like a dozen episodes, which was a shout out to our most downloaded cities around the country and around the world. It's a little, it's fun. It's fun to recognize these because these are the people listening to us and we love you guys. Can I just point out, because they can't see these show notes. Yeah. So you have shout out to our most downloaded cities and you've listed five states. And, uh, well, I guess I did. I meant to say states, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go as far as to the city. That's mostly states. I don't know the difference. <laughs> Rugboy is in a city of his own. He's like the fucking Vatican down there. That's right. It's both. <laughs> Yeah, it's a city state of rug boy, the empire of stupidity. So, of of course, leading off the top, number one, as always, and still was before it is the state of Illinois. Thank yeah. you very much for listening. They are they are always get, they're giving us the most downloads. So we have our roots planted yeah. there. Yeah, and it makes sense. We we you know we're in Chicago, so right. Except for rug boy, rug boy is not here. Then followed by thank you very much, California, Virginia, Texas, and of course the great state of New York for representing in the downloads. You guys are awesome. We love you. Yay. Wow. Yeah. And uh, a couple of unique things I noticed. We have downloads in Alaska, which is all, it's awesome. I'm uh, fascinated with Alaska. I love that show, Life Below Zero. I like you listening. I think Rug Boy's got something to say. Rug Boy, well, you've ever been to, I don't know, but Alaska. Yes, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I stole your line. <laughs> no, that was your line. I just remembered it. Uh, that was my, it's the stupidest joke. Anyways, look, if you're listening in Alaska right now, send us an email at show at jockandnerd.com. Let us know, like, like, what do you see out your window? What the fuck do you do there? Exactly. I hear there's, like, no daylight. Are there ever. comic book stores in Alaska? I would love to know that. Fuck if I know. Uh, all- I, if I was Dracula, I would live there. Yeah, like, you could just move around and never see the daytime. Uh, thanks, Alaska. And also, thank you from, we're getting some downloads from something called Armed Forces Pacific, which I imagine is, like, a, like a base. Yeah, is it, like, a base out in the in the ocean on an island? Uh, whatever it is, thank you, troops. Thank you, Alaska. Hopefully, we're keeping you entertained out there uh, with this empire of stupidity. So I thought that was cool. So the Cock and Turd podcast, the Cock and Turd podcast, representing fighting for the nation. Right? Why not? Cock and Turd. Oh, yeah. uh, international. Let's move on to international. Uh, of course, again, leading number one, top of the spot, the UK, Great Britain, United Kingdom. Thank you, guys, over there. We love, I love, I'm an Anglophile. I'll just say it. I love the UK. Uh, a lot of this is led by our buddies at 365 Flicks Podcast from Northumberland. But now we have a number two strong contender in the UK downloads coming from London, specifically a suburb of London called Hillingdon. Oh, I am from Hillingdon. I don't know. That's awesome. Yeah, that was really weird when I when I saw the uh, podcast stats and Hillingdon jumped up on there. Right on, Hillingdon. Thanks for uh, representing. How's it going out there? I don't know. 
Uh, uh, fucking raining. Yeah, probably all the time. Uh, but Northumberland, <laughs> thanks for starting the jock and nerd craze <laughs> across the UK. Uh, uh, and then uh, coming up in the the spots below, uh, Scotland, uh, which is I think is still part of the UK. It's technically the UK, yeah. Right, but uh, there's a lot. I love Scotland, Canada, France, Ireland, and of course the Philippines. Philippines. Shout out to uh, podcast.ph for carrying the show. Yeah, we are on their website. Uh, Martin Andenar, big broadcaster on the Philippines, is uh, kind of putting us out there, and uh, we love it. So thanks for listening, Philippines and Ireland, France, Canada. We're, and we're happy to show you our Filipinas all day. Yeah. Hashtag yeah, like oh, shit. Filipinas. Like that. Come on. Back. Gave, <laughs> <laughs> so thanks, everyone, around the country and around we're, the we're world. We're pretty fucked up by the end of the show. Uh, yeah, we might I have to I need to get another beer already. All right, go. I just I told you, just bring them all down and just pound them because it'll be hilarious. All right, you, I'm going to go get them. Yeah, <laughs> it'll go get be them. hilarious. I'll be right back. All right. <laughs> Should we wait? He really, no, no. He we we just keep going. What should we do? We should just keep going until he gets he comes back with beers. So. All right, this is gonna um, be great because we have the feedback from uh, our boys over in in uh, the three side three six five flicks. And so. if we are the first podcast to have a drunk rug boy, dude, that's huge. That's bigger than Obama going on Mark Marin. We will have drunk rug boy. Oh, he's already back. That was quick. He's back. He was quick. Uh, but uh, oh, bring it, bring it on. Uh, so yeah, as Anthony just. Oh, that was nice. There that, that. <laughs> so Rugboy had actually started the festivities bit before we even started recording. I'll uh, just so you guys. Uh, oh, shit. Yeah. Mm hmm. Uh, so you do. I mean, it's, that's how you celebrate a 21st, though. You get yeah. white girl wasted on a podcast. That's yeah. right. Just like uh, the Wayans brothers did. Uh <laughs> Makes no sense. Uh, Rugboy, you said you listened to uh, that our last episode, right? The essential Spider-Man reading list with uh, the Mr. Peter Kendall. I did. What'd you think? And I, well, I was like a little bit shocked that he like chose like all of these things that I hate. I do. See, I you know, <laughs> but that's a good point, and that's I was kind of glad I had him on because I knew he was coming from a different era of reading things, yeah, and he'd have like a different a perspective. Present child, yeah, well, like, no, pretty much no, like a, no, from no, an embryo. Actually, like this, is what happens when an embryo reads Spider Man? No, but no, I, I, he's a, he's like a newer fan. He's a yes. kid who who's gotten into it now. These are the best stories that he's read. Of course, yeah. maybe he's read some other back issues and some trade paperbacks. But you know, I feel like now this is. It's all subjective. Yeah. Like whenever you grow up, whenever you read that shit, yep. that's the best ones yeah. to you. Yeah, you like what you like. But uh, you know, he turned me on to some things. I'm gonna read the gauntlet. I kinda I kinda like some of the things. We we all agree that brand new day was stupid, so that that was a plus. Yeah, that was a clusterfuck of, of epic proportions. Anyways, that whole episode was inspired by our other podcast buddy in Northumberland, UK, Chris Richardson from Three six five flicks podcast. Basically, on their show, they had he had asked for recommendations, and I was like, uh, "Look, I'll give you a whole show." And he was nice enough to send us a thank you voicemail. Want to hear it? Let's hear it. Let it rip. Hello, lads. Chris from Three Six Five Flicks podcast in Thumberland here. Uh, just finished listening to episode twenty, and it was absolutely fantastic. It was a cracking episode. Uh, it was exactly what I was looking for. Um, just spent a ton of money on Amazon and iBooks, and um, I'm particularly looking forward to Craven's Last Hunt. So I'll let you know how that goes. Uh, thanks again for recording the episode. It's very much appreciated. Uh, keep up the awesome work, and we'll speak to you guys. Very Oops, it cut off. Oh, anyway, out there. Uh, it pretty much said that he, yeah, thanks. But he that appreciates was, our work. That was very nice. And I love that he did get Craven 
which I was like, just get, if you get any of these, get this. And I think he's really going to love it. And thanks for sending the voicemail and, and listening and for the whole inspiration for that show. It was lots of fun. Next time, buy it through our Amazon affiliate links, Chris. Uh, he might have. We don't no. know. We know that motherfucker <laughs> legally downloaded it. No, that, nobody said that. Uh, look, he, he, he got it legit, admittedly. Uh, listener, if you want to listen to, to that show, check out uh, episode 20, or you can go to jockandnerd.com slash Spider-Man reading list, Ooh. and you will get to that show. Also, the one before that was a, a great show with Rugboy, and you can find that at jockandnerd.com slash Marvel versus DC. That was a great show. It's getting a, tons of listens. People love really? it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Do you know Rugboy? I want to bring up every episode we have Rugboy on, it just gets a lot more listens. And I've noticed, I don't know if you notice this, Mr. Fucking Rugboy, but your Twitter followers, you have more than us. I right you know, now. I'm glad you brought that up. How Son the fuck did Rugboy has more Twitter followers than us? Didn't you not start that account after the show? We you came on the show? Yeah. Oh, my God, you motherfucker. <laughs> Will you take over our social media accounts? I don't know what you're doing, but it's working. I just retweet re things that uh, are interesting yeah. to me. Yeah. And I just follow everybody, and then people just follow me back. Oh, you're that uh, you're, you're, you're that, that strategy. Guy. Yeah, yeah. If you look funny. at the amount of people I follow versus the people that follow me back, <laughs> it's like 5% follow me back. <laughs> I just said following everything. That's a, I mean, that's a strategy. It's a it's a follow everybody strategy. Hey, I just do the same thing that dogs do when they go to the dog park. They just put their nose up someone's ass and hopefully they get reciprocated. Actually, that is, but that is a smart <laughs> that's a smart way to start the Twitter cuz then you just build up and then just fucking kill your whole list once you have a lot of people. I don't notice that anybody is is uh I don't think it has anything to do with me being on the show. I really don't. You don't think so? It's, no. Well, you got to promote the show more. Uh, listener. I try. You, listener, throw him another follow. Follow the incomparable rug boy. Yeah, at, let me know that you know me from the show. And at, I'll show you my penis. At really <laughs> rug boy. If you want some dick pics on your Twitter from rug boy, just follow at really rug boy. Uh, there'll be a link in the show notes. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, this is our Jurassic World review so, oh, is that what we're doing? Yeah, I I we were just getting drunk. And I know. Recording a podcast. I, I forgot. I, I I almost forgot. I had to remind myself, which is why I mention it every five seconds. Uh, so all the stuff we talk about uh, will be at on our show notes, and you can find the show notes at jockandnerd.com slash twenty one and at jockandnerd.com slash Jurassic World. We'll do. Jurassic you can World. also uh, email us at show at jockandnerd.com. We also have a speak pipe. Speakpipe.com slash jock and nerd. And we also have a Twitter, jock and nerd cast, and Facebook. So go on Facebook and like us, and you can follow all that shit. Yeah. And if you got any questions, comments, suggestions, hate we mail, we post a lot of good articles. So yeah, we try to worthy follow. We, we try to uh, tweet uh, relative things to the show that we talk about, that we are going to talk about, that we like, and you may like it too. It's good. I approve. And it's rug boy approved, everyone, which is the most important thing. All right, gents. Let's get into some news. The Jock and Ned Podcast. I know we talk about Spider-Man a lot on the show, oh, especially lately. And, uh, you know, I don't care. I love Spider-Man. But this last week and this week, there's been a lot of big Spider-Man news. Uh, and so I haven't had really much, you know, the first like fucking 20 episodes, 16 episodes, I didn't talk about Spider-Man, but there was stuff going on. So following on the heels of our last show where we learned we have a new Spider-Man in Tom Holland. Rugby, what do you think about Tom Holland as Spider-Man? 
Well, I I've seen him in like one movie. What, was that The Impossible? Yeah, that's a and, fucking good movie, dude. And he was a child, so and uh, that's all I know of him. But he was seemed like he was fine for that. I I saw him doing those flips, you know, right. on the. But okay, uh, I don't know how he's gonna be. I'm open. Yeah, I'm not really yeah. like gonna judge the kid. Yeah. you know, I'm gonna let let him get his fair shot. But those are the facts. What you just stated, you're right. He was really good in The Impossible with Naomi Watts. He is, uh, comes from a musical theater background, being in uh, Billy Elliot, the musical live. So we know he's coordinated. He can jump, and he has agility and balance. And then he showed us on his Instagram doing some parkour shit. And I was like, all right, this kid's all right. How do you think he's going to do, like, a, a Queens accent or some kind of, like, a New York Dude, accent? Fucking, or is it going to be, listen, like... the Brits, uh, they could do English, any English accent pretty easily because we really our accent is the dumbed down version of their actual language so but you see an accent spider-man isn't really well that's, ever portrayed I mean, with an accent these mm, last few mainstream movies he, he is from he's a kid from the inner city queens from a yeah, you know, he's, he's from, from queens. queens he's a kid yeah. from queens so in this day and age what would a kid from Queens sound like? He would have a fucking accent. He would sound like rug boy again he was, i was just gonna say he sounds like rug boy <laughs> everybody yeah. sounds like rug should sound like rug boy I would be the best Spider-Man. Let's hear you do. <laughs> let's hear you do a line. Let's hear you do a line of Spidey Rock Boy. Let, do a, a line from which Spider-Man movie? Let's do. Uh, uh, you got my weakness. Tiny knives. See, I think uh, <laughs> nerd. I think you nailed it. I think you should have tried I think out. I for got this. it. I think you should have tried out for this role. <laughs> you, you can, Sony. You can find me at Really Rug Boy. Yeah, that's right on Twitter at really rug boy Sony pick it up uh, anyways back to Spider-Man a couple more bits uh, Kevin Greek yogurt Faye uh, has said <laughs> some more things I don't know I don't know how fucking did you ever find out how to no, pronounce nobody, that shit nobody knows nobody I think knows. if you know you get a movie like, I think so I think if you say it right and he hears you you win a fucking prize you win the studio you win his you job get to, you get to be Black Bolt and not say a thing oh that's really. good that would be great yeah. I think he should give away yeah he's like if you anybody can do that yeah. The, the one person to say my name right, I will give him my job. Anyways, he's talked about the vibe for uh, this new Spider-Man movie, basically the tone, and I kind of dig it. Uh, uh, I have an article. I'll post the link in the article from comicbook.com. Where the fuck are you posting that? Uh, jockinerd.com slash 21 or jockinerd.com slash goddamn show notes. Jurassic World. I will post yeah. it in the show notes. Kevin Feige, Fiji, says new villains and John Hughes vibe for new Spider-Man movie. Now, uh, check it out. He said he wants fans to know that the next generation of Spider-Man movies will be different than anything fans have seen before on the big screen. He's citing influences from teen movie king John Hughes. Uh, they're going to pull all new villains and his huge rogues gallery. I love this because this is, you know, we were t wondering what genre is this movie going to be? What's they a fucking John Hughes movie? Oh, my God. You've never <laughs> seen The Fucking Breakfast Club? No. The 80s teen pretty in pink. By oh. Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller. I've seen Ferris Bueller. Okay, That's it's you know the genre of '80s, those '80s Brat Pack movies. That can uh, mean a lot of different things, though. John Hughes movies, like, does it mean that he's gonna talk to the fucking camera? You know, Home Alone is also a John Hughes movie. Basically, he means like 
the I don't know that that character of eighties comedy that is very heartwarming that really makes you feel for the characters and to decide on this for a superhero movie it's very interesting it's very interesting we had already talked about John Watts the director coming from comedy background and he's done horror movies he's done gritty movies I you know it's all kind of falling to place Kevin uh, Feige goes on to say just as we hadn't seen a heist movie in a long time or a shrinking movie in a long time. We haven't seen a John Hughes movie in a long time. Not that we can make a John Hughes movie, only John Hughes could, but we are inspired by him. And merging that with the superhero genre in a way we haven't seen done before excites us. Like, I think that's cool. I feel like that's what they're trying to do with Spectacular, the, that, that Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon. Uh, yeah. It's, I, like, well, yeah. it's got the John Hughes fourth wall breaking element. It's got that. Uh, I don't know about the fourth know, wall, but it is a teen. It's going to be like a teen high school soap opera ish kind of thing with Spider-Man in it. Are you happy about that? Me? I don't care. Let's say yeah. fucking try it. Go for it. Oh, we haven't I, I done have no that opinion. Yet, you know? Well, I mean, the only thing is, I mean, what the fuck else is he's going to, is he going to say, no, we're going to make the same exact goddamn movie we made the last two exactly. times. He really wants, he's got to no. say it's going to be different. Yeah. I mean, I really feel they want to, they want to do a villain. No one's seen before. They want to make it different. It's the first Marvel cinematic universe, Spider-Man. It's going to be huge. It's a lot of fun. I it's think gonna it's going to be black cat. I think. Listen, Ooh. look at, look at, Oh, that would be awesome. But look at what he's done with all the characters so far. There really hasn't been a misstep. I think it's in good hands. I agree. Right? We could say that. Yeah, you're, you're right. So he, uh, again, Spider-Man will debut in Captain America Civil War next year. Now, some more news on Spider-Man on the page in Marvel Comics. Uh, I don't know if you know, you may or may not know, this big Secret Wars event is right in the middle of it. Uh, universes are colliding. Past and present and things are all existing together. There's multiple versions. Marvel had put out a link. I'll put, I haven't put it in here. I'll put it in the show notes. This is their new 52 people. Like 2011, DC had 52 number one new issues reboot. Great place for new readers. This is Marvel's new 52. Only this is going to be like a 55 to 60. They're putting out almost 60 number one rebooted issues. Okay. That's a whole lot of fucking issues. Uh, Rugboy, would this make you jump in and, and start reading some of these titles? As you know, I quit reading superhero books. I understand, but look, this is a num. These are sixty number ones. This is a clean start. This is I something mean, that's designed for people like you. I'm not gonna lie. I'm like, I would be tempted to maybe try and see what the hell's going on. All right, all right. But I, 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 I don't see myself really giving it a chance because I feel like that they fucked it up and they're gonna pull a DC. But it's nowhere. It's nowhere bad. Rebooting as DC. stuff if it doesn't stick. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna be nearly as. Uh, crazy a reboot is dc dc literally was like we're gonna ignore everything and then they're kind of backtracked now but i think marvel is acknowledging the history but saying this is a point where you can jump off and feel comfortable as a reader to this is a jump in point and already secret wars is miles better than fucking convergence, convergence. on dc oh my god it's it's really good it's really interesting all right i might give it a shot so we already know that there will be a spider-man title number one uh, debuting with Miles Morales as the Spider-Man. However, there's also a title called Amazing Spider-Man. Okay, now who's this going to be? Is this Peter this Parker? Is, this is, I believe this is going to be Peter Parker. Peter is still around. Now, this is very interesting what they're doing. Rugboy, I think you will find this very interesting. Amazing okay. Spider-Man debuts in October. All these books, these number one books, start eight months after the events of Secret Wars. In this book, Peter is going to step up to be founder of Parker Industries and become kind of like a globe-trotting entrepreneur. Like, he's going to be like a Mark Cuban fucking 
type or a, I don't know, you know, I think that could be interesting. There's also a new costume designed by Alex Ross that has tech enhancements. Listener, I will put these photos and this link in the show notes, but guys, what you are looking at is this is the design of the new costume. Now you see the gl- under his arms, there's webs. It looks a lot like the traditional costume. However, school. around the spider and inside the eyes and under his arms is kind of like a glowing green light thing. I believe this is going to be the tech enhancements that he's going to incorporate. It looks like Iron Man's arc reactor. Yeah, a little bit. I think this is the stuff that was left over from Ock and Superior and all that tech that he's going to be like, you know what? This shit is actually really good. Let's work it in. Uh, And also, (laughs) they've redesigned the spider buggy, the spider mobile. This thing, this was designed by series artist Giuseppe Camicoli. This thing... Uh, it looks kind of cool, actually. I don't know. What do you uh, think? It looks so... Honestly, it looks like the Tumblr. Uh, it looks kind of cheesy. It me. looks like the Tumblr, but then it open, <laughs> the wheels open out into, like, legs. So, like, overhead, it'll have it'll look like a spider. Uh, I fucking despise this. Yeah, you don't, you don't like this at all, do you? Yeah, it's so not it, good. Let's go with... Imran loves it, obviously, because he just sucks Spider-Man's dick all the time. I mean, um, based on what... I'm, like, <laughs> indifferent, thinking, leaning towards the, uh, Rugboy's opinion, and Rugboy obviously just hates it. Yeah, Spider-Man should not have a car. I mean, he had the shitty Spider-Mobile and thing. Here's the thing. This whole storyline leading from Superior coming back out into what's going on now kind of makes sense that this is the direction because this is where... Now, listen, do people know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man? They do Mm. not. Because then he wouldn't... Like, I could see if... Okay, everybody knows he's an entrepreneur and he's got dough. What they know is that what was disclosed is he told them that he kind of like... He told them that he works with Spider-Man and makes uh, weapons. While he he was Ock during Superior, the story was Peter works with Spider-Man. But then uh, he had to tell... After all that was over... He had to tell the board members that he has to he'll cut this relationship off because it's too dangerous and risky, blah, blah, blah. I mean, do you want to see Spider-Man driving or fucking swinging around with well, his balls? It, uh, you know, it is again, you know, the, <laughs> the point that you made earlier that it's a lot like Ultimate Spider-Man. This it's kind of now it makes sense. Like he doesn't need a fucking motorcycle that shoots webs and then it rides yeah, the I webs. Think, and yeah, he I doesn't really just... need a car. But we'll see. Like if he turns into like a globe trotting like hot shot and he pulls it. I don't I don't know. It's kind of I similar. guess it's evolution of the character because you can't just always have the guy be a genius yet be so goddamn yeah, it's, poor. It's, exactly. It's something. So he, he's using his. Um, genius intellect to become rich, well, that's which good, is an evolution yeah. of a character. But doesn't this go against the every man Spider Man's every man? But this is a, a fifth, fucking this is a journey. Car. What do you think that Peter Parker would do, given like you know all these assets? What do you think he would do? What, what, what's his end game? Like he's obviously going to try and help people be protected and be safe. That's just going to be. A, his first instinct, right? Yeah, or- yeah, yeah. They what they were trying to do uh, in uh, Amazing Spider-Man. He was trying to put all his resources towards building a prison that would house villains and that they wouldn't get out of. And that was how he was selling this to the city. That you know, this is going to be good. It's going to be safe. It's a good project. Blah blah blah. I'm not sure. Uh, the thing is, what they did in Superior Spider-Man is they made that Peter Parker, Doctor Octopus, 
got Peter his doctorate. He finished his schooling and made him a doctor. He built him a Parker Industries. And so now Peter has a company. Like, this is all the fallout from uh, Oc- And Oc- he didn't earn shit on his own. No, it took he, someone else to he, do it. Exactly. He really didn't. Like, so it's kind of like a fuck you. Yeah. That's basically what it is. Yeah. Well, he, a, was the, he was trying to be the superior Spider-Man. So. And in some ways, he was, he, he was made more sense. He was more logical. Where Peter is just like all over the place. So it was very interesting. And we'll see if he can keep this or if it'll crumble. And if uh, fucking Parker Luck hits him again and he can't keep I'm going to read this shit because I actually stopped collecting at the end of Superior Spider-Man. So mm-hmm. I might have to just read this shit and just to- Read in between Superior and then start on the Like, it's good. I like it. I like it. Well, I like everything Spider-Man. But That's whatever. True. Anyways, I don't uh, like the car. That's yeah, that's the car. Is, I'm I'm gonna lean towards not liking the it's, car. It's either. yet to be seen what they're gonna do with the fuck. I mean, car. what the fuck? Are you really driving around with eight legs on a car? Like what? He better get laid in that car. Well, that yeah. car better be like have Dude, a backseat. You better be slaying some mad <laughs> pussy in that car. Oh, exactly. <laughs> nerd. It's the pussy slayer. It's the spider it's the, pussy slayer. It's the spider slayer. <laughs> it's, it's like Peter could do these, like those. You seen those gold digger pranks? Like Peter could roll up to a girl, yeah, yeah. Like, by himself, and then just be like, "Hey, you know, you want to hang out?" She's like, "No." And then he clicks the car, the the automatic start on his car, and that fucking thing comes out with eight legs. You're getting laid for sure on the hood, at least. <laughs> oh shit! That's all I would use that car. <laughs> He's Jock like- style. He's like, you think this thing has? Hey, a lot listen, of this. I can't really argue with this. <laughs> Jack style wins. Jack style I've had, for I've the had win. A couple beers. <laughs> uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Two, uh, you guys, has has an official, really not anticlimactic title officially confirmed by James Gunn. It's called Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Okay, cool. I mean, it's very uh, James Gunny though to do that, like just to kind of like. Wink, wink at the comics a yeah. little bit and go with something a little different in terms of it says like part two or yeah I don't think anybody's actually ever done that before and it kind of it also two. brings in the, mo- the 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 soundtrack like volume one volume two and right. and trade paperbacks volume trade one volume two he's tr- oh, that's a good point I didn't even think about that he's treating it like a but I just felt like it was okay volume two it's a little lazy yeah I don't know but, especially with all the titles that have been Marvel's been doing hopefully the movie is as good as the first one it doesn't matter what it's called yeah that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we have more of Kevin Feige, another great article from io9. They kind of wrap up everything they learned about the future of Marvel movies from the president of Marvel Studios. So we will just go through this real quick. And if there's cool. anything specific you guys want, just stop. Uh, they're starting out with they're still settling on a Spider-Man villain. I think we Rug boy, who do you think it's gonna be? Yeah, you who do you who Cat? do you want it to be? I think Black Cat's a good uh, one. I, I like we need more tits in Spider-Man. So I think uh, we don't idea. have Kristen Dunst's sweaty, I mean, wet boobs in yeah. the rain. Um, we should have more boobs and that's black hat. will deliver that. Um, I would like to see, you know, there's a lot of awesome villains that we don't see. We have silver sable. Yeah. You know, we'd have about street level uh, guys. We got a lot of street level guys that we could use. You know, let's bust out pace pot Pete, you know, <laughs> Pete. <laughs> 
What a horrible name. Was it? Wait, wasn't he? What was his other name? He was like Glue Master or some shit. Yeah. The Glue Man. Glue Man. Something like. No, that. I think we should. You know, let's get some vermin going on. Like I don't know. Vermin could be cool. Craven. They haven't done Craven. Mysterio. Um, Mysterio. Oh. Vulture. There's fucking tons of Shocker. Them. Shocker. There's. Tons I of like them. the Shocker. Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> one of the snakes. I bet right you there, do. Baby. Oh boy. He, oh, made, he made the hand motion before I could. I made the hand. You, that's what Peter's doing in the spider car. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> That's the only justification for the spider car. The shocker in the spider mobile. Right. Oh, shit. <laughs> it always gets over, like, not even over. It just gets overly sexual whenever Rugboy gets on the show. What about the jackal? The jackal oh, will be jackal. great, but then they're going to start fucking cloning, and then that's going to fucking Imran's going to get cried. Uh, no, those are all great, man. You're right. He has an amazing rogues gallery, and they could pick. Let's pick someone different. Has how about that? Somebody. What about Ezekiel? That's what Peter Kendall wanted. Uh, I mean, he's kind of hasn't he been swept under the rug though? No, but the whole Spider-Man like total animal totem thing got fucking swept under the rug with Brand New Day. It did, but no, but in Spider Verse, that's what the inheritors they were hunting down the spider totems from every multiverse. Yeah, it was all tied back to the totems, and he's kind of like the stick of Spider-Man. Like that could be a cool kind of relationship for that character. Well, I think. It does change the character fundamentally to have that. Yeah. But yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah. If you want to, do you embrace that? Is that something that you embrace? I don't know. Whole- we talked about this last episode, and Anthony brings up a good point. Like, it changes the whole everything about Spider Yeah. The whole reason he's great. Like, he, the whole reason he's great is that Imran could have got fucking got bit, yeah. bit by a spider or fucking rug boy, and you could have been Spider Man. It's just the everyman thing. And then if for it to be always have been his destiny is totally the antithesis of that. that and there, idea. there's a lot of Spider-Man types running around now, but so I kind of like the idea of a spider, you know, a shared spider totem thing. I don't know. I don't know. I think that they're doing the diluting the brand. It does. I think it does a little bit. And, and especially in the movies, like you can't, you That's can't jump to that. That's the biggest mistake that they do with comics is that they try, they go for the money grab, and then they fucking dilute the shit out of it, and then it's not good anymore. Yeah, then it means nothing. You're absolutely right. It means Going nothing. Going back to that thing, too, about it being his destiny, they did that, actually, in Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2. If you remember, his dad, like, experimented on him. Oh, so that's with his right. Blood, his blood, like, his blood combined with the spider bite was the perfect mix. That's like he was right. the only one that could have been Spider-Man. So that totally ruins the everyman character of being a New yeah, Yorker. They, that's kind of like the spider totem thing. I don't know. We'll see if in the movie they even want to touch that. But uh, I don't know. I think they're just getting very muddy with, with what Spider-Man's all about. Yeah. Right. And they're starting to like, you know, fundamentally change the character and give them cars and shit. I don't care <laughs> if they change the costume. Yeah. Costume's fine. I like actually. I actually like. Yeah, the costume uh, looked great. Uh, in the yeah, costume. I agree. Yeah. All right. I like that the webbing is a little bit easier to draw. Oh yeah. Oh, you mean on, like in the comic book? Yeah. Yeah, and and then that in new thing that you have on yeah. that you have up on the screen there. I mean, that's Alex Ross. So like, that's painted. Like, we'll see how the uh, artists th- that are actually drawing it on a monthly basis will interpret this. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be anything major. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's going to like changed you know it looks like spider-man so yeah. it's okay yeah no I, I think it looks i think it looks like so we'll see what these tech enhancements are uh also the next thing was the mandarin isn't an ant-man but he could be how did this whole thing get started with mandarin yeah. uh because of the one shot 
all hail the king it, in that it's revealed that the real Mandarin is still out there. Oh, isn't that though? Like this, this bullet point, isn't this just like the most laziest piece of reporting ever? Well, like, there's, well, there's not in it, the, but he could well, be. but the reason like you're just like, Oh, you know, we're giving ourselves two outs here. Well, the reason he said that is because uh, they have seen on the set, several extras were spotted with the 10 rings tattoo on their neck. And I remember reading oh. about this, hanging out with a mysterious character played by actor, Martin Donovan. We don't know who Donovan's playing in the movie, could he be the real man? Kevin, remember when I brought up that point though about them selling the Ant Man tech? Yeah, to like and that yeah. could be like a Norman Osborn cameo. He could be one of the buyers. They could be one of the buyers too. The Ten Rings. Yeah, the Ten Rings as like a terrorist society. Terrorist they, yeah. they send one. So the Mandarin, meaning the Mandarin would still be out there, working. So, but someone who may be in Civil War is apparently the Hulk. May actually be in Civil War. But he wasn't in the comics because he was at Planet Hulkin. Oh, that was That's during right. Planet Hulk, huh? Oh, so yeah, because yeah, uh, yeah. all of a sudden whoever's got the Hulk wins. That's right. That's how they settled the fucking thing. So this is going to be interesting to see how he fits in here. Basically, Robert Downey Jr. like told Ruffalo, I don't think he was supposed to, that he was going to be in the movie. Really? Yeah. That's weird. Okay. Whatever. But, uh, More Hulk is good. But then Feige said that he's not a primary part, but he, I don't know. That he may be in there. He may be in there. Marvel, again, going back to Marvel and Comic-Cons, Marvel will most likely be at the D23 Expo. That's the Disney. Uh, Expo. That is the Disney Expo in August. So Makes they'll probably, yeah, they'll probably show some Civil War shit. Just, just so you know, my D is only nine. Oh, you're at D nine. Damn, yeah. I can only nine. Yeah, it's I'm only nine. I'm so old, I can barely get a D two to three these days, man. I don't know. <laughs> oh shit! I don't know what we're talking about. Uh, so <laughs> they say the Civil War story is small. But the rest is not meaning the story is simple. It's straightforward, obviously, you know, uh, in terms of sides. Yeah. Uh, but he says, certainly at the end of Civil War, it's a whole new ball game. What's fun about Civil War is, though, as you know, from the comics, it's a very simple story. And it has to be to accommodate that many players. It's a Captain America movie. It's a sequel to Winter Soldier. It's a simple structure that allows you to have these amazing character interactions in a way that I don't think becomes overwhelming. So, And it's a kickoff to Phase 3 because of it sets up everything for afterwards. So, Okay. Uh, he also said Ant-Man 2 could happen before Infinity War is over. So they would slip in another fucking movie in there. What if Ant-Man does jack shit at the box office? It's not yeah. happening. I, 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 it's all the box office. You think it's you wait, what's not happening? Ant-Man if Ant-Man if Ant-Man does bad at the box office, there's no Ant-Man 2. They'll kill it. That's why this is kind of like they're out. They're they like killed it could and be. Could Hulk. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. What do you guys, you guys think this movie, I mean, after, and we'll get to Jurassic Park and what it's done. I don't think any movie coming out now is just what, how much is enough now based on fucking Jurassic World money, you know? We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, an upcoming origin story could be set in the past, he says. And he'd alluded to maybe Doctor Strange, Black Panther, Captain Marvel, the Inhumans. But similar to Captain America, First Avenger, where that story took place, you know, in the 40s. Another origin story could take place in the past. Now, who do you think this could be? Of the people that you just said? Yeah. Or out of any of the, you know, the Marvel characters. They're using I mean, them. I think that Doctor Strange can exist throughout time. Like, I think time is relative in the magic world. So maybe yeah, he can yeah. like exist from all kinds of world, all kinds of times at the same time. Yeah. Um, doctor, I read a rumor, Doctor Strange, that they were gonna that wasn't gonna be an origin story that they were just gonna jump right in Ooh, and cool. kind of make the origin story like in the pat like flashbacks. Also, 
in between Infinity War, War 1 and 2 is Captain Marvel. They're releasing yeah, that yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. And that would make a lot of sense to have that movie be in the past because... She could be kind of like a 40s nostalgia... It'd be well. It'd be weird if it was occurring in between Affinity War and War, War One and Two. And she's kind of like a Golden Age superhero. Like you could kind of do that with her. Yeah. I don't know. I'm wondering whatever they do if they're going to try to do another spinoff. Like how? Or maybe Inhumans. Inhumans is after going to be released after Avengers: Infinity War. What do you think, Imran? What do you think? It's uh, be? You know, I have no idea. I have no idea. Hey, I, they pay you to give you an opinion, kid. I, you know, Black Panther. <laughs> what about Black Panther? Uh, True, would, another one. Would that but tie in? Black Panther, if Black Panther's uh, maybe his, his 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 relatives or something. Well, here's the yeah. thing. Whatever this movie is, they have to have an opportunity to spin something off. I think is what they're doing, like how they did Agent Carter with Captain America. So, if you think about that strategy, what characters past would lead to something like that? I don't know. It could be Captain Marvel. I feel like it could be Captain Marvel. It could be any of them. Yeah. Anyways, we don't know. Uh, I mean, look, if Captain Marvel is her powers are alien, right? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe she's immortal, you know, kind of like that. I don't know. It could be like it could be that. We'll have to see. He also said there are some Doctor Strange vibes in Airman. And I think this is also kind of spoiling the uh, post credit scene. It, it's going to has something to do with like this mystical realm and Doctor the Strange. Quantum realm. Yeah, that quantum realm thing. But. Uh, I think it's going to uh, inform that, which is a couple of movies ahead. So that's kind of cool. Uh, he says the Marvel TV characters will eventually appear in the movies. This is kind of fucking awesome. Why he said that? Yes. That's awesome. So he, Daredevil, basically. He says as those shows come out, as, as those get into the culture, I think they're just like what happens in the movies, tools in the toolbox for some of those shows. And what happens on those shows could be tools in the toolbox of the movies. I think that'll happen at some point. This is fucking Feige saying this. That's I good. think that's a good idea. Absolutely. Why not? I mean, the the shows are fucking better than some of them. I think that. the Netflix stuff has, obviously, that's a higher percentage that they're going to make it in before the one TV show they have. Right. Or two. And they have more time to get into the characters. They have more time for the actors to get into the characters. Yeah. They become yeah. them. So yeah. it's it, it's it's a no-brainer. I mean, we've said it before. Daredevil could easily be on screen, sharing screen with all of them. No problem. Yeah, Fucking Charlie yeah. Cox, Daredevil, right there. Uh, he said, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 will have some huge reveals. James Gunn has finished writing it, uh, and it's going to be out 2017. And, Boom. Uh, and uh, he, there was also a lot on the, the soundtrack. They started with the soundtrack again, uh, but they said it's going to be very surprising. So, of course, he has to say all this stuff. Uh, Kenneth Branagh won't direct Thor Ragnarok. Because I think they wanted him to, but we I don't have, think. That, how was that even a rumor? I think they want. I, I thought they wanted to. A rumor surfaced that really? Thor that he could be coming back. There was a rumor, but he shot down that rumor. But we'll find out who does part three. I mean, you know, I thought Kenneth. I mean, he's he was all right in Thor. I thought the look. I liked the look better though when Alan Taylor directed it. Uh, Thor, the I first think one the was first, very glossy. I think the first movie was a lot stronger than the second. They, movie. Oh, the their first movie I thought was better. I'm talking about the look of like. Uh, Asgard, yeah. Asgard looked yeah. like a real fucking. Place yeah, they. One. You know, it was the. If you combine the Game of Thrones set design with fucking Shakespeare, Kenneth Branagh, like that would be a great movie. Like Kenneth Branagh's a great director. He's a great. Actor. Let's I just though. watched uh, his uh, his Frankenstein, and it was awesome. Yeah, he's... let's be serious though. The Thor movies, I mean, they've been all right. Yeah, but they haven't been no. on the level of no. Iron Man or Cap or no. Avengers. They, they've clearly been like, besides Hulk, the the third. 
a third tier. You know, absolutely. A lot of that is to do with quality villains. Uh, you can't fucking top Loki. Like, you can't have him in every fucking movie. What do you do? Right. Yeah, I mean, they should do Beta Ray Thor. It'd be fun. I would love cool. to see a camel as Thor. Yeah. Dude, you should Who read doesn't? you should read the Thors uh, right now. There's a book called The Thors. Like in the Secret War world, the Thors are the police. They're like the Green Lanterns of this world. It's very interesting. And there's all these crazy Thors. And Beta Ray Thor is there. He's great. There's like a lot of see they're doing this again. They're, they're diluting everything. <laughs> They're, they're just, just giving me more shit. They, uh, yeah, they rebooted. They re- they rebooting everything, dude. This is it's weird. Like, like I don't understand this whole. Listen, Rugboy, Doom is God. They say things like, "Oh, thank Doom that the sun is out today," or "Oh, Doom, you know, for Doom's sake." It's fucking strange as shit. And uh, and let's just like imagine all your reality changes, and now nobody notices, and this is just how you thought it always was. It's fucking weird, but. It's very compelling. It's very, it's got me reading. I'm like, what the fuck is this? This is, uh, what's going on? I kind of like it. I kind of dig it. Yeah. I, I mean, like you, you like this? You've read yeah. this new shit? Yeah. It's not like bad. It. Yeah, it's really not Secret bad. Secret Wars 4 it's, came out today. I'm dying to read it. I'm literally yeah. fucking dying to read it. Yeah. After this is done, I'm reading that shit. Yeah. It's good shit, dude. All right. All right. What the fuck do I know? Yeah, I'm a homeless you're, dude. You're, fucking, you're a homeless dude that sleeps on rugs. Oh, shit. Fucking rug boy. Pick it up. I'll send you. You can have my copy. Then you can fucking wipe your ass with it later if you want. You can run out of toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> I probably will. Fucking nerd. <laughs> All right, gang. Hey, since this is a uh, Jurassic World movie review podcast. Yeah, it still is. We're going to get to that. If you guys forgot, I almost did yeah. again. But that's why I'm reminding all of us. We are going to talk about Jurassic World now. I want you guys to play a little promo of our buddies. And since we talked about Chris and Kevin at 365 Flakes podcast, check out their promo. Check out their, uh, if you like movies, you're going to love this show. Check it out. Put that coffee down. Calling all film fans. Want to add a little more fun to your podcast diet? Well, why not listen to the 365 Flicks podcast? We're the lads from Smallville, UK. We love to bring you the latest news, our own special brand of meaningless movie nonsense, as well as a bunch of top fives you really won't care about. I'm Kev. I'm Chris. We're pissy. We're fanboys. We're having another beer. We're the 365 Flicks podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, iTunes, Podomatic, and many, many others. Also look for us on musingsofageek.com and wickedradionetwork.com. Sick of listening to all those overpaid movie critics? Then tune in to the 365 Flicks podcast, your vocal heroes of pissy opinion. Oh shit! I think I, I had something to say before you were in that promo. What What were you gonna say, Anthony? I just wanted to say that we've been pretty fucking Marvel heavy, and and one day, maybe not the next show, but one day we will talk about DC stuff. Uh, next oh. show, I promise, I will try to find some DC news. It's- I will. I'm gonna tell you right now, the next show there will be no DC stuff. Oh, actually, oh, the next show. Stuff. That's right. The jocks, uh, people. The jock is running the next show. Oh shit. You, and we're not even going to spoil anymore. That's fucking huge. So you're just going to have to tune in episode, what is that, 22? Yeah, episode yeah, 22. But yeah. yeah, that's huge news. So anyways. Wow. <laughs> uh, Anthony, will you give the listener our standard uh, nerd. disclaimer at this point in time? Yeah, so if you haven't seen Jurassic World, we will spoil the shit out of it in this review. So either you can... Stop listening right now, watch the fucking movie, and get back to this, or you can get the shit spoiled out of you and be really angry. 
Your choice is yours and only yours. However, I don't think you could even spoil this fucking movie. <laughs> no, it's pretty goddamn simple. Yeah. Once I thought about it, I was like, can you even spoil this? It's just. Do the dinosaurs attack? Yeah. The, the, there's what? dinosaurs. They eat people. Like, what? what is there to spoil? I think, Do you they know. they get out of the cage and they just sit there? It's yeah. basically Jurassic Park with a hybrid dinosaur and uh, Star-Lord. A spoiler, the dinosaurs play board games the whole time. Yeah, they didn't do anything interesting. No, not at all. It's a fucking big fuck you from the movie studios for giving them a boatload of cash. Anyways, we all saw Jurassic World. Uh, Rugboy, you're the guest. How about you open up with some thoughts, observations? Uh, maybe start with what you like, because that's going to well, take not take much time. Uh, I actually... <laughs> Listen, I uh, I th- I was very entertained when I was watching it. I was like, "Hey, this shit is entertaining." But when I actually thought about what was happening, I was like, "Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> Why? No, what? <laughs> I would not. No one would do that, and I'm an idiot. <laughs> like, I would not go there. Like, go towards the dinosaurs." <laughs> Why? Bullshit. <laughs> like, pretty- you're gonna get eaten. You can see them. Just go away from them. That's a pretty good summary of the movie, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole time. Like, every asshole is like, let's free the guys. Let's fucking get these guys pissed off. Let's piss off the dinosaurs and see what they do. Okay, well, aside from that, seriously, let's focus just for a second. Try to Let's try to be positive. What did you actually appreciate? Okay, let me, I'll tell you. Like, I was entertained by the movie. It moved very well. Okay. Um, apart from that beginning part that was excruciating with the fucking divorce family. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, I was like, that, that was completely unnecessary. They could have just all, dropped those motherfuckers so off yeah, of the park. Yeah, yeah, all of that was that. unnecessary. I had a phone so call bad. and been uh, all over that. Yeah. I didn't need to see the fucking boyfriend kissing the girlfriend goodbye or trying to sneak a finger in. You know, like I didn't... <laughs> He's trying to give her the shocker right there. But you're right. Nobody cared. Nobody. But okay. The and of course the effects and the cinematography are actually pretty good. Um, The acting was okay, like all around. I mean, you know, there was a couple people like underused, like Vincent D'Onofrio, of course. Yep. But um, I really hated that this new dinosaur. It was so like, think about this shit. They give this dinosaur the ability to to change its skin color, like camouflage. Yeah. Like it could be, imagine it fucking just had fucking crazy designs on it and well, shit yeah, all the time. Yeah. Like, you know, they didn't use it. They used no. it once and then they just threw it in the garbage. Yeah. And then it, so yeah, you're right. It has that ability to camouflage yet. It chooses fucking white as its main color. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> fucking, so fucking boring. Fucking camouflage and, well, and it's white, from a, like fucking white. That's all you see. You'll see that shit for miles. Camouflage from a cuttlefish. That's what it was. No, it was a. Was it from a cuttle? It no, was it was from a frog, tree frog, right? Tree frog and or cuttlefish. cuttlefish? Yeah, no, cuttlefish. It and then it could regulate its temperature because of a fucking frog. That, oh, that's how it hid from yeah. the fucking thermal. That was the tree frog part. Yeah, and quite and, the, and besides that, the design was uninspired. It didn't look like anything. Like I hate with a passion. The alligator mouth, like when that where the teeth are fixed and there's no lip that can curl up and make an expression, oh. like an expressionless face. Like the T Rex has more expression than that. Yeah. That new monsters does in, in space. I mean, it was a just a. It looked like a giant Velociraptor. Like you were right. It was. It was huge, but even still, you're just like, eh. It's just a big fucking lizard thing. Yeah, I wouldn't be impressed by it. 
the the Spinosaurus in the third one is actually more impressive to huh, me. That's interesting. Uh, did yeah, you catch yeah. that little Easter egg in the movie where they they kind of did a fuck you to all the movies uh, after, in, uh, except oh, for the yeah. first one? Like he where the T Rex runs through the Spinosaurus yeah, skeleton. Yeah, yeah, he crashed through the fucking Spinosaurus skeleton. Yeah, I saw that. They um, uh, yeah. You want to get into? Do you have any hey, other Anthony, thoughts? You, any, no, okay, I'll go. What do you think? Anthony? Um, I'll go positive to start. Yeah, the let's movie start is, positive. The movie is not bad to watch. It's very, no, very it's entertaining. Um, Chris Pratt is Chris Pratt, and he's fine. He's good. Um, the dinosaur. I mean, this the stuff is kind of you know exciting. It's still cool to see dinosaurs on screen. Um, I like. I mean, my favorite part had to be just the battle royale at the end with the t-rex and the velociraptor and uh indominus rex i mean I, it, apparently that is the t-rex from the first movie which yeah. is kind of cool that's cool it's the same and, and they kind of redeem the t-rex because in the third one he gets his ass handed to him so this yeah. one yeah. oh yeah so this one he kind of gets a little redemption yeah they put um, the same scars on him that he had in so the it's not movie. a bad movie in terms of entertainment value it's just when you start to think about all the shit and you're like wait a minute none of that shit makes any goddamn sense <laughs> why is this park even open <laughs> like then you start yeah, to think about it, you're like what the hell it's like imagine if uh you know the holocaust happened at disney world and then they reopened disney world. yeah and then they were like you know what this is a good idea we should keep going <laughs> we should definitely like, reopen this the bitch like didn't even realize didn't even give a fuck she was her- very bad at her job a little like, bit she, she's horrible at her job she's yeah. horrible about being an ant yeah like yeah she, like, like 30 minutes into the fucking outbreak, she's like, oh, by the way, I might have fucking, like, my nephews I don't know where you're, She didn't know where the fucking kids were ever. <laughs> she didn't know what the fuck was going on when it's her job to know. How bad was that ride, though, or that that thing, that giant gyosphere? Well, but had... see, I like that. See, okay. No, well, I'm saying that's cool. Yeah. But then why would you let the user control where the fuck they want to go? <laughs> they can't like, automatically. You can't fucking call that Automate back. Like that it's, it's your fucking ride, people. There should be you some said, kind uh, of. You, you let the user go into an area that said, like, do not enter. And they're like, fuck it, we're going. The... <laughs> well, <laughs> so look, what kind of park is that? Well, look, before we fucking, because we're going to nitpick the shit out of this movie, that's going to be fun. It's a good movie, though. I'm, I'm no, going to say it's not I, bad. Let me do my positive bits. Okay. It, again, I agree. It was a fun movie. It was exactly what I expected. Nothing more. Nothing less. I felt it did have some good scares, similar to the first movie, similar to a good monster movie that it should have. Uh, I love seeing people get eaten by dinosaurs. The whole movie could have been that, and it would have been fucking 20 times better. Just show me a movie of people getting eaten by dinosaurs. That's awesome. I love a lot of the callbacks to the first movie and the the Easter eggs, the kind of the care they put in uh, to that. To really pull on the nostalgia, which I think really was the but, why people went to see it. What did you think of the central plot, though? Well, uh, no, fuck the plot. Look, how cool is this theme park, though? Wouldn't don't you want to go here? I was like, this is a really cool theme park. No, it looked like a legit theme park. I, like it actually yeah, existed. That yeah. fucking that was great. It looked like a. Uh, I, and I would, you know, I would love to go to this fucking park. The gyroscope rides were fun. Like, uh, it, that was well done. The the point the, okay the, as far as the performance is Chris Pratt oh there he, he goes he he'll be back he yeah. did his uh he did his Chris Pratt thing and yeah. uh, you know Bryce Dallas Howard given what she was given she she pulled it off yeah she she it did what she did they, they should have totally ignored though that her being this like aunt that can't doesn't like her her nephews 
Like that that was just stupid. Like in the the whole divorce thing was bad. Well, the um, divorce thing is a waste of time. The yeah. you know, their whole Pratt's relationship to her was a little bit sexist. There's a little, little old, bit. little old fashioned uh Casablanca Humphrey Bogart fucking uh yeah. sexist. So uh, it's funny that, funny that his relationship with her is is kind of sexist, but yet this movie just has gotten as many, if not more, uh views than Avengers Age of Ultron and everyone got got on Whedon's ass for uh for Scarlett Johansson's role. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, but see, people don't care about that. I do think uh, Chris Pratt needs to be the next Indiana Jones. No, he's definitely Indiana Jones. I think Jones this is his story. audition for Indiana Jones. He's wearing the fucking vest. He might as well be Han Solo, Indiana Jones, Harrison Ford, all of it. Like, he could do it. You like this guy a lot? I like Chris Pratt. I like, because I like where he came from, from Parks and Rec, and uh, I loved him on Parks and Rec, and he was very under the radar, very much always had the best. Every line in the early on season was he he was he would deliver. He would always have the funniest lines. And to see him from that to the best thing I loved is when he bulked up for uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the next season on Parks and Rec, because he was like a little bit overweight. He was a little bit pudgy. The first episode of that next season, the guy's like. Dude, you lost a lot of weight. You're looking great. What'd you do? He goes, I just stopped drinking beer. <laughs> he goes, dude, how much beer were you drinking? He's like, a lot. Well, Chris Pratt's cool, too, because like he's not like got that traditional Hollywood yeah. uh, good-looking look. Yeah. Like He's not got doesn't have like very defined features. He's kind of just a fat guy yeah. that's kind of funny that yeah. just got himself in shape. And I heard really. he's really down-to-earth and still very, you know, very nice guy, kind of really approachable. You know, and is humble. So yeah. I like Chris Pratt. He's very likable. Like that's what you want. Like he was, you know, the fucking plot was thin. The writing character was thin. But you're gonna kill me when I say this, but I liked him better in Jurassic Park than I did in Guardians of the Galaxy. Really? Ooh, wow. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Oh, okay, explain, Rug Boy. I I think that there's only certain characters that can pull off that like swaggering asshole character, like kind of wise ass character. Yeah. And I felt like the quippiness, like you have to have a certain amount of something like you can believe in when, when you say those lines. And I, I just never bought into him as, as star Lord, but he had more but confidence in this role. Didn't he? I think in this role, he yeah. seemed like more of a fit the part a little bit. This more. is interesting because I think because that role for him as star Lord, that is completely, I think it was a little bit out of the comfort zone for him. That was his first turn as the cocky hero asshole now right. he's working on that same character here he's gonna have another shot to work on it in guardians of the galaxy 2 i think he's gonna nail it he's gonna get Just better think about harrison fucking ford i mean even Ford, like that, he had to he had to work his way up to it like he just has like this machismo he's yeah. got this yeah. fucking like yeah. like his dick is like 10 feet long yeah. like, oh shit yeah <laughs> that's true like, i mean even early on and like if you think about like american graffiti in his early roles it was there. It was the swagger, the confidence was there already. I, I will say that Chris Pratt, that the the stuff with taming the Velociraptors could have been really fucking cheesy. And I think due to Chris Pratt's acting, he pulled that off. No, he's growing. He, he's working on this that that iconic Harrison Ford Han Solo role right now in I front like of us. I like him dude. in this. I like him in this. No, that's interesting. And I think if you like him in this, then I think he's going to get better. He's and he's, I think he's signed on for more of these films too. Yeah. The so he's so. going to have a lot of shots. Yeah, I think he signed on for like three more. Before he touches the fucking the Stetson hat of Indiana Jones, he's got to fucking just. Bring more to the table. No, I agree. He's going to need at least five to seven fucking movies with this same kind of thing working on it before he can even get to Indiana Jones. Like, he needs gray pubes. 
Like he needs that humility. <laughs> what, the, what the fuck? Oh, I get it. I don't know what that meant. Uh, <laughs> you don't know what great pubes are? I know what great pubes are. All right. Yeah. Oh, you shit. know what that brings uh, to the table? Uh, <laughs> let's, so, so that's really the end of my uh, positive stuff. I also agree. A lot of actors who are underused. Uh, you know, Vincent D'Onofrio, we mentioned, oh. he was great. He was just, he played an idiot. He just, he just played, he played a really his, his role stupid. made no goddamn sense. No, I didn't understand. Like, what, what was the end game to that? No, like, I don't they know. wanted to use the dinosaurs as weapons. Yeah. But, yeah. but they, they kind of released, they were, they were like kind of hinting that they released the Indominus on purpose or, and that, that this was a weapon, but like, how the fuck? Like, it just made no goddamn sense. No, I was confused. He was a lot of exposition guy in this movie, and I was confused at his motivation. And even, it was just, I it was laughed. It like a bad aliens reference. I l- like we want to use them as re- weapons. Yeah, I laughed when he was pleading with the fucking thing before it ate him, but I, uh, it was awesome when it ate him. because I got to, ra- so here's a, here's a point. Remember that person that was watching the kids? The, the random British girl? Yeah. She she dies an absolutely horrible death for no goddamn reason. Um, <laughs> Dude, a, do you remember that? A Where lot. she's like, she's getting like waterboarded by the, the damn Pterodon. Oh, oh, yeah, her assistant. Pterodon. Oh, yeah, the, her yeah. assistant. So she, and it's like a long extended death. And oh, I read yeah. this on Birth Movies Brutal. Death. And I, yeah. and I remember reading this, uh, seeing this, I was like, why is this lady getting this undeservedly brutal death where yeah. she's like drowning and then she gets eaten by the Mosasaur? Yeah, it was like, weird. Usually, Usually that death is reserved for a character like Vincent D'Onofrio, who's right. a scumbag. Right. Or it's like a, a fucking death for like this character that you liked so that the villain gets the come up in Slater. Right. It's not usually for some random ass character, which yeah. she was she was just a normal person. Like she was trying to watch. I the didn't kids. get that. She didn't deserve this bad death. No. Like movie making wise, why the fuck was that person the one that had to die It was death? unusually long and, and torturous. D'Onofrio basically dies off screen. Yeah, you don't, he's even, a scumbag. you don't even see him get killed. No. And fucking Dr. Wu, doesn't Dr. Wu survive? Oh, Dr. Wu is like going to be like the main villain in the next one for sure. And he's the only one from the original film. And he was like a really, like a horrible James Bond one-dimensional fucking flip of whatever. I didn't understand that shit either. But Irfan Khan, who's a Indian Bollywood actor who played Masrani, the owner. He's also an amazing Spider-Man. He's an amazing Spider-Man, Life of Pi, ama- and Slumdog Millionaire, where he's awesome. That's a great movie. He's a great actor, and he was o- underused. I, he, I loved all his lines. He was great. Ifran Khan has got it going on. Irfan Khan, <laughs> got it. Talking nerd. Got it going on. Do you uh, remember when he's like, money is no object? Yeah, remember? He says yeah, that line. He's yeah. like, I don't care. Money's no object. That's a callback. Spare no expense. Wait, wait, but then... The dinosaurs on the loose, and they're like, "We got to kill it." And he's like, "No," and they're like, "No, no, no, we got to tase it and we got to rescue it because that we put twenty million in yeah. that dinosaur." Yeah. So what is it, Ifran? Is it fucking? <laughs> is it no object, or, or he's like, "Wait, wait, no." We, we How much money? Much this. That's true because at first I was like, "Just fucking go out there and kill that thing." Just What's kill the, the problem? Thing. This yeah. thing is out of control. You set it loose, kill it, and he's like, "Yeah, oh, they can make another one." Yeah, if you yeah. made one, he's if like, "Money's no, no object." We have twenty-three million dollars to put in there. Do not kill yeah. the dinosaur. There you go. Please save the dinosaur. He didn't talk like that. Maybe um, you should make a dinosaur that looks cool but like doesn't do shit. It just fucking sits there. Yeah, it's like yeah. they can make a really cool looking, like scary looking, like uh, you know, vegetarian dinosaur. Uh, I did think Jake Johnson from New Girl had like the funniest line uh, and the funniest bit out of the whole movie, despite Britain. the good funny lines Chris Pratt has. The part oh, where yeah. 
Like, because we saw Pratt just kiss fucking Bryce Dallas Howard, and then he tries it, and she's like, no, I have a boyfriend. He goes, oh, you, oh, you never talked about her. Okay. Oh, well. <laughs> Turns it out, like, I love Jake Johnson. New Girl's crazy. He was funny. He was very funny. Yeah. But I love- Nick Miller. I love all the Easter eggs, dude. There were so many fucking Easter eggs in this movie. Did you, you catch? Tell, you what, could, yes, I caught some of these, and uh, we what, can go what'd over you, them. What did you catch? You catch any Easter eggs? Just the callbacks to the first movie, like nothing other other than that. You know, just a lot of the callbacks to the first movie, especially when they went and they you saw like the uh, the little cartoon dude. You had Mister mm-hmm. DNA. That was from the yeah, first Mr. movie. DNA. Yeah. I saw you know, all those things. Check it out, the Viewmaster that he was looking at. Well, right what what was, was that, Rug Boy? What was in the Viewmaster? The Lost World. The original oh, yeah. Lost World, like fucking stop motion movie from the 30s that yeah. they named the second movie after. Uh, and of course, uh, Jake jo- Johnson's character, Lowry, had the t shirt on. And the Jeep. The Jeep number 29 was the actual Jeep that, uh, what's his name, Hammond was in. Uh, Jake Johnson, Lowry, is also wearing the same fucking glasses Wayne Knight wore. Because right. as the in the tech nerd role, there was the right. night vision goggles from the first movie. The old, oh, yeah, was, uh, the Jaws. old building, Jaws. Yeah, there was like a little Jaws reference. Well, and you well, know the, the, the shark eaten by yeah. the other animal. And in the first busy. movie, like Wayne Knight, I think Wayne Knight was watching Jaws. Like he had Jaws on his screen, which was like the little Easter egg in the first movie. The John Hammond statue. I like how the main gates were similar. Like that was kind of cool. There's also when uh, Bryce Dallas Howard's luring the T Rex out of the cage. Yeah, just like the, just like the first fucking movie. The there was a lot of shots. Did you notice? Like there was a lot of shots, like the first movie, like the first time when they're running in the first movie, where they're running through the field and all the a herd of dinosaurs is running around them. They like recreated that with like the passenger trolley, and it was like the same kind of shot. Like I thought that was interesting. Right. Yeah, I think it, it it's a lot like uh, Superman Returns. Oh. Yeah. We're yeah, like, yeah. there's a lot of recreating of that old nostalgia. Yeah. Well, and we'll there's get... a lot of reverence for the first movie. That word nostalgia it means lots of money, and we'll get to that. Uh, did you notice that they had that uh, Margaritaville, Jimmy Buffett's restaurant in Mar- Margaritaville in the background? Yeah. Remember the, when they're running and that old dude grabs his drinks from the that's, while he's running? That's fucking Jimmy Buffett. In Jimmy Buffett. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah, yeah, it's kind of silly. There was a ton of branding in that movie. Doctor, there was so yeah. many stories. Oh my god, there was like Real Starbucks. Places. You saw Starbucks yeah. and fucking all these restaurants. Uh, Jeff Goldblum's character, Doctor uh, Ian Malcolm, his book is in the movie a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Like the assistants reading it, I think, and it's on uh, Lowry Jake Johnson's desk. Also, his desk is all messy, like Wayne Knight's desk, and like the little dinosaur uh, uh, figurines are on there. I think similar to the first movie. The T Rex attack on the Jeep in the first one, and then the Indominus attack on the gyrosphere is exactly yeah. the same. The gy- yeah, and they kind of like smashed it the same way. Yeah. You know, you and notice like picks it up and then yeah. drops it, and, and drops they're still it. alive. Yeah. yeah, I like the the in the beginning the bird reveal where the paw comes down and it pulls out to a bird, and that whole thing was kind of alluding to. Uh, you know, they laughed at Alan Grant in the first movie that he said that di- that birds are the direct descendants of dinosaurs, and and they they used they might have had feathers, and which is now like an accepted theory. Of Did you hear Doctor Wu's line on that? He kind of acknowledged it too. Yeah, and they 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 gene splice the feathers out or something, right? They they gene they did it so that they'd make dinosaurs the way people thought they would look. Yeah, which was convenient, yeah. convenient yeah. line. But they the fact that they touched on it was kind of interesting. They, they you know Winston Steakhouse. There's a place called Winston Steakhouse in the movie named after the great late great special effects master Stan Winston who worked. He was a genius. That yeah, guy. he worked on the first movie, and we're gonna get into a little bit of that and why that for. I mean, I think he was a lot of the reason why that first movie is still holds up 
Really good. You know, and a lot of that, like I said, the similar scenes, there was also like the Indominus Rex looking through the trees was like kind of the T-Rex. The goat bit with T-Rex was kind of the same thing. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> uh, so, and then I saw this interesting thing, which was a little bit of foreshadowing. If you knew Latin, that the literal Latin translation of Indominus Rex means untamable king. So you would have known that this fucking guy is never going to be tamed. Did you not think it was a little derivative of though of like aliens and Avatar and Godzilla? Yeah, there was yeah. a there was a lot of you know the aliens especially like with the weapons like that whole with the, the health meter and the the cameras and yeah. I was like and then it was just so predictable because the minute I saw that I was like oh one aliens two all those motherfuckers are gonna die that's the only reason they're showing us their heartbeat and the, the right cameras now. are slowly cutting out on yeah. the mainstream yeah. of these people and like the helicopter attack reminded me a lot of Avatar. With the fucking guy swooping in and taking out, you know, the military things. And then the final battle was a little bit of uh, your old school, good old Godzilla. Godzilla, yeah. Versus, uh, you know, said uh, monster of the week. So Yeah. No, it was all very, um, very similar. It was a lot of callbacks to different sci-fi movies. All right. Now let's get to the fun part. There was a shitload of fucking things that did not make sense in this movie. Oh, I would like to call them all out just because it's fun. Okay. For example, when Claire finds out that the fucking Indominus Rex is not in its thing and it's gotten out and they can't find it. Why? Why does she get in the car and drive halfway across the island and then decide to call them and tell them? Wouldn't you just fucking pick up the phone from where you are and say, oh shit, can you tell me where this fucking dinosaur is? Because we don't see it. Let me one-up you on that too. Why, when they notice that the thing is not in there, why is the first instinct to, to go walk inside. in there? <laughs> go when inside. They have a fucking tracker on this thing, and they could just be like, "Pull up the tracker. Yeah, Let's that, see if that, it's fucking that, in there." That you was know what? Inexplicable. A little bit. A little bit. Where the fuck is it? Pull up the tracker. Rugboy, you got one. What bothered you? I mean, just the general stupidity of everybody. I mean, like as I said, I'm a stupid person. So when people do dumber things, then they're it, like, I'm, I wouldn't do that. And I'm like, you're, and I'm stupid. Yeah, Rugboy's watching, going, "Hey, that's something I would do." This is movie's horrible. No, I didn't think it was horrible. No, no it wasn't was horrible. Like, but you're right. A lot of a lot of stupid things. Uh, I I liked how the Indominus Rex could like you could outsmell him if you pour gasoline, but then later on, like he just couldn't smell you anyways or something. Like it was a little inconsistent. His smell, yeah, his smell power, his smelling power, his was smelling power. And we we brought up the gyrospheres not being able to be controlled. I brought that up earlier. And, and that Jeep, yeah, great that Jeep. 22-year-old Jeep, number 29. Great Easter egg, great callback. You're telling me these two fucking kids brought back a 22-year-old Jeep? It but, you know, like a car could be sitting in a garage for a no, while. it's on a tropical fucking island. All The weathered a bit alone. It would need so much work. There's no way they got that fucking thing running. Fuck off with your... Oh, we learned how to fix cars last summer. <laughs> right, I gotta take a breath. Sorry, that one really got me going. Uh, <laughs> also, if... Chris Pratt has imprinted these raptors on him, right? He right. This is like dog training. Like, the, he's the alpha. He explains this several times very clearly in exposition over and over again. He's the alpha. It's just like dog training. Now, for someone to take over that alpha role, they have to either be killed or are just, you know, subdued. So they really, these fucking raptors are going back and forth with, okay, you, now we follow you. That fucking, the Indominus Rex did nothing to become the alpha. Yeah, but not even that. Just like, why did they turn on the Indominus Rex? Why were they just like, let's kill these fucking humans. Let's fucking get together. Finally, we have someone who's a big gun. 
But then, right. why did they all of a sudden change their mind? Yeah, like, they, not- they changed their mind like twice, like two times. It didn't make sense. They just wanted to create a scene with the Raptors going after people and were lazy. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing that I think is bothers me the most is when I'm watching a movie and I know that that they just wrote this so this could happen. Like they didn't right. write it in a way that makes sense. Oh, I read that this script came together in a matter of weeks. Yeah, well, it makes sense because the Indominus Rex is basically a giant deus ex machina. Yeah, yeah, no, not even the Indominus Rex, that fucking Mosasaurus water monster that apparently can just grab people out of the thing anytime, and it it just decides at the end to fucking grab them all and go take it down. Like that was the Uh, big deus ex machina. It wasn't even. I didn't have much of a problem with that just because it was was cool. It was cool looking. It was cool looking. Uh, and okay, let's not even everyone. The fucking she can outrun the fucking T Rex in high heels. Go fuck yourself. What is this? <laughs> oh, I hated the whole high heel. What thing. Like, is this? Just I mean, I, I dig chicks in high heels. All right, that's let me just get that out. Yeah, but but it's yeah. not logical. But for running, I mean, I look whenever I'm with a bitch and she's in high heels, she's walking slow. Yeah, exactly. Get up the stairs. I would even appreciate it <laughs> a brief shot, like right there. She lights the flare. And then you grab your shoes, you toss them, and you take off. Great scene. It would make you'd be like, "God damn, that's bad." Yeah, Let's go. Why did they? Why do you think that they they, they chose to keep them they, on? They focused on them while she was running from the fucking T Rex. Is this to say that she's a badass? I don't know. It just seems silly. I don't know. Yeah, it is some kind of like thing. There's some kind of weird thing behind that. That's yeah, just stupid. Uh, it's listen, obviously stupid. Listen, despite all of this fucking stupid shit, this movie broke seven, eight. Nine oh box office records. Uh, when I did don't you know. pull this article? Was this this article is from motherfucking Forbes? I know, but when? Uh, uh, this is on Sunday six twenty eight. Okay, so so this has already made ton more money. Yeah, so, so as of Sunday six twenty eight, Jurassic World had crossed five hundred million dollars just at the domestic box office. Did it make a billion yet, though? It, yeah, it did. Hold on, it, it it's become the fastest film to earn fifteen million dollars as of Sunday. Five hundred, five hundred. I mean, five hundred million fastest film to earn five hundred million dollars as of Sunday. Doing it. In just 17 days on its third weekend of release. 17 domestic. days. Domestic. Domestic. Just domestic. Yeah, $500 million. Now, check this shit out. This article goes on, written by Scott Mendelson. Really good. He says, even if Star Wars The Force Awakens raced to $450 million domestic milestone as fast as Jurassic World, or even if it crosses $500 million as fast as Jurassic World crossed $450 in 15 days... It will cross that mark on January 1st. That means that in all likelihood, Jurassic World will end the 2015 calendar year as the biggest domestic grocer of all time. Oh, and it has also earned $1.238 billion worldwide in 19 days. Wow. And that's $108 in IMAX. That's unbelievable. It's the eighth biggest grossing movie, probably seventh or sixth now. Of all time, and only in 15, well, now we're at, what, 19 days? It's unfucking believable In its third weekend, it was the third biggest third weekend on record, behind only the third weekends of The Avengers and Avatar. See, this this is the thing. It's like, this fucking movie, it was okay, but it, it, now it's making the most money out of any, this, any movie. This is a huge problem i agree this is it's flirting with being the second biggest possibly it's up there with fucking uh titanic now how can you distill this how can you distill the reasoning for this well is it nostalgia is it dinosaurs in general listen let's go back to what you just said the the fact that this 
kind of not so smart. I'm being nice. <laughs> Entertaining, dumb movie. Made his money is a really bad news, I think, for movies coming out. It's going to mean a lot more pandering sequels of the ilk. A lot of similar so, shit. It's go to well, go ahead. I was it's say this it. movie kind of served up uh, predictable shit. It was very predictable. Like we've all said, it wasn't a bad movie. But this article is, uh, I agree, by Charlie Jane Anders from io9. She says it was kind of a dumb movie. And the fact that it's now going to be one of the most successful movies in the history of cinema means that we're going to be getting a lot of much dumber movies coming. I down think the way. takeaway is if it's fucking really entertaining, then people will watch it. Um, let me let me go to uh, Brug Boy's point real quick on why this was the case. A lot of my friends, and this is not a scientific fucking study at all. What did Jock friends, say? Yeah, they were all like, "Dude, this movie is awesome. That movie is great." Mm. I think it had to do with we haven't seen dinosaurs like this on screen. Jurassic Park is kind of a legend now, and that this was basically the Jurassic Park for the millennials. If 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 that makes any goddamn sense, yeah. This and it was a is, yeah. recreation of a movie. It was basically Jurassic Park again. Yeah, and this is uh, that's why I wanted to get into a little bit the cultural impact of this whole franchise. Now, Jurassic Park, the first one came out 1993. That was followed by Jurassic World 1997. No, no, no. and it was Lost amazing. World. I mean, what? Lost World. Jurassic Park Lost, Lost World. World. Jurassic Park Lost World, which yeah. pretty good movie. Then came hey, out, I don't know about that. The, Jura- well, Jurassic Park three in 2001, yeah. which I think everyone agrees it was not the best version and then but that was 2001 14 years ago was the last jurassic park movie uh i think part of the reason is like what you said it's the big n-word fucking nostalgia the fact that it's been 14 years but what people are why are we still fascinated with dinosaurs i think it's dinosaurs the movie goes at a pretty quick pace word of mouth was good you also have chris pratt who's just coming off of guardians so you have uh some ingredients right there for a movie that could be a hit as long as it's decent. And the movie is, by all our, even all of us, decent. It's entertaining. It's I think entertaining. you have a, a second generation of, uh, I think you got well, people bringing their kids who watch Jurassic Park and they're bringing their kids now. Listen, there are a lot of fucking dumbass movies out there that, uh, like Fast and the Furious, like just take that example. And that is like the number two, three love movie. The yeah. Fast and the Furious. Yeah. So I don't know what, like, this is the thing I can never understand. It's like people will fucking accept that Vin Diesel can fly off a car, but they won't accept like other shit that should be just as as liked. You know what I mean? Right. So it's just how you make the movie. It really is the the crafting of a movie, how you make it paced. Like, how do you get from like, I don't even know, like the beginning of this movie was excruciating for me. Yeah. Like once, once it got moving, once the train got off the. You know, you know, finally got rolling. It was fucking amazing. Like, so you know, do you think this movie would still would have been a big of a hit if it was uh, put together differently? No, no, absolutely not. Huh. I think that the name value would have snagged like the weekend, but then then it would have dropped off real quick. Yeah, it would have dropped off. The fact that I this think, movie has staying power is amazing. Yeah, because as I said, it's crafted well. Like once you can get through that first half hour of bullshit. Like it just never lets up. It's always something going on. Yeah, I think you, you know? guys are right. They they really hit the the stuff that made the first movie you know so good. Now I will uh, put to you, gentlemen. I feel like in some ways the special effects have gotten worse. I w- I was gonna make that point too, Imran. I feel like the effects in this movie. I don't know why, but the first movie's effects I think are more believable 
then this movie. I'll tell best. you why. I can tell you exactly fucking why. It's the late great special effects wizard Stan Wilson. What they Winston. did, Stan Winston. Winston. What they did was combine practical effects with really the first use of big CGI. Now they there was a forty foot fucking uh, uh, T Rex. They built a fucking mechanical T Rex. I was looking up articles, and at one point the the crew said that in the rain this thing would malfunction and go rogue and start moving on its own, and they would scream like it freaked the shit out of them. Like this literal thing was already scaring people. Now when you look back years from now and you compare a a piece of film with an actual sculpted, awesome special effects T-Rex. And you put it up with a piece of digital film with a CGI T-Rex. That first piece of film is going to look better. Always. It's tactile. I, it's I real. don't know. I mean, I don't know hundred percent agree with you, but I do think there's something to the practical effects. I do think there's something to Stan Winston being around. I think there's a little bit more of uh expertise. Yeah. Like yeah well, that's true. Making effects yeah. forever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think there's maybe like they just didn't have the guidance to kind of. Mm, I mean, like, it's a good point. You, you got a Dominus Rex. I think that the Raptors look great. The Raptors look good. And I think there was some practical effects, especially when the Raptors were in those things where they were locked up and, and they were up close. Oh, yeah, that was definitely those puppets. Were, yeah, 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 yeah. There were, there were some practical things in there. Um, but um, the expertise of how to like shoot something that's yeah, um, yeah. animated. I mean, look. I'm going to put this up there with the best of the best in CG. Look, that, oh, but wow. here's the thing. That first movie, it still really holds up holds when they up, clean yeah. it yeah, up. That's and filmmaking. Re-release. That's Steven Spielberg. Yeah, yeah. That's just fucking filmmaking. The, the, the way well, the light falls on a real thing captured on film, I don't think you can fully... You're the you people can still tell you can't you people no I mean you people I mean, no I'm saying people in general nice. you can't fool <laughs> you it, it may look really good in CGI but actual light falling on something it depends on the puppetry as well yeah. like you can't just take something that's not real and like in the real world and manipulate it in a way where it looks real like you that takes that's an art form yeah. that's like really like not everybody can do that, no, sure. that where I yeah. most noticed it is. Where it looked off to me was when the T Rex is chasing uh, Bryce Dallas Howard in heels. Yeah, it looks nowhere near as good as when the yeah. T Rex is chasing the, Jeff Goldblum. The, I feel like they put so much work into that Mosasaur and the uh, Indominus Rex. The T Rex m- maybe didn't get as much attention as. Can, it I, can I bring up one more thing? Though I know we're trying to justify how this made this much money. There's no way this this mo- this amount of money is stupid. Yeah. How much money yeah, this it's movie is stupid made? Stupid amount of money. Yeah. I mean, like if you look at like Transformers, those are really bad movies, and they've made a ton of money. This has already made way more than any Transformers movie. There's no way this could have been ever predicted. Wow. wow. Well. Listen, it's not just about giant monsters. Like, I mean, it's the movie making. Like, Godzilla should have made a billion dollars, but right. it didn't. But why do people like this? Oh, it's the movie making, and not like this. Is Godzilla a part of the attraction? Is this? Do people well, Godzilla like this is not American reason? made. That's true. It's not. It's not created by Americans. That's true. Anything created by, I mean, there's, there's always that's this homogeneous thing yeah, where it's American made. You know, we Jurassic Park was written in America. You know, it's written. It's a famous novel. Then it was a, a famous movie by a famous director. Yeah. And then this is almost a recreate. Because this is almost basically a well, dinosaurs are American. You know, yeah. like we have dinosaurs. T Rex was discovered here. You know, right. but it's the movie making. It's all it right. is. At the end of the day, it's who makes the better movie. Who really fucking knows what the audience wants? Godzilla, the movie was like 
three hours of waiting for fucking Godzilla to show. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. And this one was like nonstop this fucking shit. Balls fucking, to the wall dinosaurs. Yeah. So nonstop it, people running and screaming and shit and fucking shit getting fucked up. Anthony, I'm glad you brought up the novel because that's what I wanted to talk about next. Now, how successful was the novel? Uh, that I don't know. But the reason I bring up the law novel is uh, I heard I was listening to the latest episode of Fat Man on Batman, which we love that show. And uh, he was interviewing Brad, the great author, Brad Meltzer, who uh, has written a lot of comic books, Justice League, uh, Green Arrow, and of course, Identity Crisis. Uh, and he has like a show on History Channel. Anyways, he turned me on to something. Uh, trivia. Do you guys know who designed the Jurassic Park logo? This iconic fucking logo that's everywhere. Rugboy? Some dude. No? Some guy. Some dude. Uh, iconic designer, Chip Kid. We, you know Chip, Rugboy? You heard of Chip Kid? Yes, I've heard of him. Chip Kid's great. He designed the T-Rex for the book. So, and I, I'll post these images in the show notes so you can compare. If you look, the book has your awesome stylized T-Rex. Now, Sandy Cholera uh, basically just took that for the movie and put it in a circle and put the font on it. I raise you one. Do you know who Sandy Calora is? No. Oh, is that the guy who did the uh, the Batman fan films? That's correct. That's a, one and the same person. Oh shit! I gotta put that in the show notes. What is that? Uh, what's that called? Batman Dead End. You okay? Okay. Total fucking tangent. Rugbo, you derailed this, but this shit is awesome, and it actually kind of ties into Chip Kid. I'm gonna get back to Chip Kid because Sa all of these motherfuckers work for Stan Winston, and they yes, want to they be the know best how to guys. Do they did aliens. Like Sandy Calora was the guy who he was one of the helpers Sandy Calora. Yes, he did. He did a lot and of Predator. Yeah, he did a lot of costume work. So this guy wanted to make a fan film, and he's a huge Batman fan. I will put a link to this fucking movie. It's called Batman. What is it? Dead End, right? Dead end, yes. This is, you guys are going to love this. It's a short film. It's Batman versus the Joker. And all, oh, is that the one with aliens and predators? All of a sudden, yeah. aliens and predators show up on That's either side. Really good. He's That's in the middle of their war. This movie is so well produced. High end. Sandy Collar wrote, stars in it, did the costumes. Uh, it's great. Batman Dead it's End. The, it's the only thing I've seen on film that where the gray suit actually looks legit. On yes, Batman. yes. Absolutely. Man, I knew that name sounded familiar and I forgot about Batman well, Dead that's End. that's what I'm here for. Good call back, Rockboy. nerd. Oh, shit. So back to Chip Kid, dude. Chip Kid is an amazing, iconic designer. He's done a lot of covers. He's a big Batman fan. He's designed and co-wrote a lot of Batman books. Uh, for example, he's done the complete history of Batman. He's done some Superman, Wonder Woman. Uh, he did this book uh, called Mythology, the DC Comics of Art of Alex Ross. He designed that. Uh, he did. An, he even did an original graphic novel, Batman Death by Design, which was published in 2012. Um, he did this really neat book that I found that I will put a link to this in the show notes. It's called Batmanga. The Secret History of Batman in Japan. This is a collection of Japanese manga Batman and, and photos of Batman toys from the 60s. Apparently, there was a Batman craze in Japan in 66 and 67 when the Adam West show was on. As there should be. There should be a Batman. Did you know that? I did not know that there was a Batman fucking story. They got Batman their panties in a bunch. Yeah, I got yeah. <laughs> oh shit. There's also like how come he's doing all the one line? I know, Rug Boy. You know, you didn't have enough beers. How many of those beers you got left? I think it's the beer. It's, it's taking off too my much. Uh, you need, yeah, see, it's softened you up. All right, no more beer for Rug Boy moving forward. Uh, but uh, this, <laughs> he he also remember we talked about in our Marvel versus DC show the uh, Batman Brave and the Bold 
cartoon. Yeah. I he, did not watch that yet. So he worked <laughs> he worked on an episode of that. Chip Kid worked on an episode of that that was based on the Batman manga that was in his book. And uh, he worked alongside the show's creators to produce one of the things. So I'll put a link to Chip Kid's website. He's really he great. Designer. A lot of time on Chip Kid. I like Chip Kid. I want to. I like to turn okay. people on to good artists. He's really good. Go. He's a good designer. Good artist. Yeah, I like the logo for Jurassic World, or Jurassic Park. So. Also on that Fat Man on Batman show, uh, uh, Brad Meltzer kind of made it sound like that they pretty much took the logo from the chip kid design and chip has not seen a fucking penny for Uh-oh. any usage all this time. Sandy Calora fucked them out of money. A little bit, a little bit yeah. is what that was that they were alluding to. So a lot of them are hating Sandy Calora. Great, great fan film, <laughs> but you're right. It goes back to the craft. It goes back to learning from the masters like Stan Winston and incorporating that into the tools, the, the CGI tools you have today. Instead of just relying Listen. on that. We still got Rick Baker, so we got him. This is why I think these new Star Wars movies are going to be really good. You can already, we know he's using practical sets, puppets combined with special effects. It has already a more tactile feel like the original trilogy. Can I pose a question to you guys before? I know know we're getting towards the end of the show. But, like, I know that this has made a ton of money and they're going to make more Jurassic Park films. Where the fuck do they go? Like, what kind of movie are you going to make? Here's the thing. This? They're probably going to make fucking three more movies with Chris I know, Pratt in this thing. Where are we going? This, where, where is this going? So where did we end up in this movie? The fucking I park. I know Dr. Wu gets away. Listen, <laughs> Dr. Wu gets away. The T-Rex is free on the island amusement park that there's nobody on now, right? There's what? one T-Rex and there's fucking one. What about those embryos? And what did they? What, there was yeah, embryos. What, what, was it, what was in those embryos? Who took the embryos that they Do were working on? Do you even know on? what the fuck that they have? I don't know, but they got embryos. Uh, they well, got, they got Kylie has a bunch of uh, hybrid embryos, if I were don't to Don't you think that all, every Jurassic Park movie kind of ends the same way? With the T-Rex growling in the background? And there's and there's some fucking embryos and some shit looming uh, as a cliffhanger. Like, they all end the same way. Think about it. All the movies end the same fucking way. All right, so this is what's going to happen, all right? There's going to be a new competing place that's going to be with the new embryos. Someone's going to use it for either military purposes. There's going to be another island that's going to be using them for military purposes and training them, or they're going to be you know, trying to make money out of maybe tourism again that's competing with Jurassic Park that's not Jurassic Park. It's going to be something completely different. How can you rationalize another company going, hey, let's try this one more time? Because they got fucking dinosaurs. And then and then it's going to be either that or that people are going to be sent to the island to try and fucking kill all the fucking dinosaurs. I did them. love the fucking dinosaur petting zoo where you could ride. The that was cool. Out. I would love to see the fucking waiver they probably didn't make you sign before you got on How that How about shit. the next movie? They have Chris Pratt be impregnated by an embryo oh, there you go. of a dinosaur. You know, you know, and then the, the dinosaur's <laughs> chasing him but can't eat him because he's got a queen in him. Oh, shit. Wait, I liked that the first time when they called it Aliens. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you know that they almost did, for this movie, they did, they were toying with the idea of a dinosaur human like hybrid thing I remember hearing and that, I'm yeah. glad they did not fucking go with that thing fuck that that would have been horrible I think that would have been Jurassic 4 like they were thinking about that after 3 like where are we you know what you could literally make four. this movie 3 more times each time just change one thing it'll make fucking 17 billion dollars but don't you think if they really wanted to kill these dinosaurs it would be like 2 seconds like with a drone or yeah with a nuke fucking, oh, you know, yeah. but you know yeah, what I just fucking blow them up honestly what I miss a like, little bit not even they're 
they're not even scary, like in real no, reality. No, no. They're I not mean, even really fucking scary. I love I love the scene where they look up and you see fucking dinosaurs flying at you. Like that was awesome. But really, what I miss is like a little bit of the 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 moral, ethical, science fucking bit of this whole thing. Because Michael Crichton's book is really good, and I think a lot of it is steeped in like, should we be doing this? They fucking just forgot about all that, and they don't give a shit. They're gonna fucking do it. Of course they're gonna do it because it's gonna. Otherwise they have no movies. Otherwise they can't. I mean they made so much fucking money, dude. It's Jesus. unbelievable how much. I mean they did touch on like the the ethics of like corporations yeah, and people always wanting more. But it was it was, it was very. I mean everything was just everything about the plot was just half assed. I you know and it's hard to like. You, I don't think you still you can't reproduce that first time when you see Jurassic Park. Like you can't reproduce. Well, that's what they tried I, to do. They they tried they and, it for millennia. They did, but like it's still not as good as the fucking first time you saw it in the first movie. I think the first Jurassic Park works on a, a bunch of duff, uh, different levels, and this one works on a uh, on one level. One works, yeah, well, look, okay, let's talk about sexual things. Yeah, Chris, I'd rather bang Chris <laughs> Pratt and Br- and Bryce Dallas How- Howard than anybody in the first Jurassic Park movie. Yeah, yeah. that there wasn't the yeah, it was all full of the like, old Laura people. Dern. I, I would bang her, like maybe, but like. I would probably bang her from behind, but um, <laughs> I agree. They made everyone, they made everyone more attractive. You're right. Like it was always yeah. like old, uh, older actors. So it's a little bit more sexy. I fucking bang more. Richard Attenborough in a second. Oh shit. <laughs> Which one's Richard Attenborough? Uh, the old man. John Hill. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. He, he looks like. Imran, I, I, I feel like Ifran Khan would be more your type. Though. No, I, I would bang John Hammond for his brain. Oh, okay. He's smart. So it's sexy. Okay. Oh shit! Okay. What am I fucking nerd? All right. <laughs> Anyways, I think that's about it. I don't think we really could talk much more about this movie. We've Is exhausted every possible. Let's possible. just let's just bullet point it. Okay. It's entertaining, yes, but it's stupid. Yes. It. Yeah. And it may lead to more dumb but entertaining movies. So, who, but what the fuck? Who cares? And and just, what, I advise you to try and invest your money in good movies and tell people to watch good shit that like. That you wouldn't normally watch. Well, here's the thing. Would you recommend this movie then? I sure. Like if I if I know people like dinosaurs, I'll recommend it. Right. If I know people like fucking running people running away from shit, then yeah, of course I'm gonna recommend <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I mean I agree. Good, entertaining, but predictable, and you know, you can have fun at the stupid decisions everybody makes in the movie. It's funny. It's cute. On that level. I think this movie I mean, it's already been said that R rated movies are dead, but I mean, this movie just completely kills they R-rated bring, movies. Uh, fuck, they need to bring good R-rated movies back. No yeah, way. Give me, a, give me a Matrix. The minute give they realize the money they can make by fucking inventing a new rating, it was the fucking game. Because, I mean, over. dinosaur death should be fucking brutal. But I mean, you're right, is... though. That assistance death was unnecessarily long and oh graphic. God. And I'm like, why do they keep showing you're getting dunked around and shit? It was similar to the death of the guy in Jurassic Park, that first one, when he like gets killed by the uh, Dilophosaurus yeah, or something. But the that one that death, sprays him in the face. Yeah, but that death was deserved. That, yes, that, guy was a that scumbag. meant something. Nobody, like, just nobody's good at their job in this fucking movie. The owner of the fucking thing, the fucking lady who's supposed to be running it, her assistant, everyone is just incompetent. And Chris maybe Pratt they, is just maybe, a little maybe less Maybe the guy who wrote the movie didn't like British chicks. Okay, well, <laughs> real quick, though. I did fucking love him driving on his motorcycle with a pack of fucking raptors at his side. That was kind of cool. cool. That was pretty cool. I was like, that's fucking badass. All right. I'll give him that much. So, all right, folks, that's, I think we're good. Okay. Uh, 
you guys, let us know what you thought of Jurassic Park, whether you liked it or whether you're mad that we fucking picked it apart or whether you agree. Send us a speak pipe. You can visit our website, jockaneer.com. Click the big red button on the right, or there's a link in the show notes. It'll say, send us a speak pipe and click it and you can send us a voicemail right from your phone or your laptop or your iPad. Visit speakpipe.com slash jockanerd or send us an email, show at jockanerd.com. Tweet us at Jock and Nerdcast. Follow us on Facebook at Jock and Nerd. And we're also on the Calamer, which if you don't know what that is, just click the link and you'll find out. Yep. You can also uh, do us a big favor and subscribe in on iTunes, rate and review us, as well as any other podcasting platform you may listen to us on. Listener, if you visit jockandnerd.com slash review, it'll take you right to our iTunes page. You can, you can subscribe, you can rate us, you can review us. Hey, look, if at any time we made you chuckle or snort or milk came out of your nose because you were so funny or we made you go, what the fuck? Or maybe you learned a line of cocaine, but or maybe we, you did a line of cocaine, a line of Shakespeare, whatever you're into. Maybe maybe we turned you on to something. Start a conga line. Uh, so if, you st- <laughs> if we did, just let him do it all. Day. If there was any if we did, if you experience any of these emotions during the listening of the show. Hey, do us a favor. Tell a buddy. Tell a fellow geek, tell a fellow jocker nerd, tell someone you think would enjoy this fucking random empire stupidity. Tell someone you think would love Rug Boy. Hold them down and make them listen to it. That's what we're telling you to do. Well, just fucking go to their house, put your phone on up to their ear and say, listen to this shit. It's good. That's not a bad strategy. And also, if you're uh, see me on Twitter, at really Rug Boy, send me like a hello. Hi, I like your show. Let like, us know I, you're I'll alive. Yeah, I'll tell him run, and then he, he you know, we'll like we'll retweet it and we'll like it, and uh, yeah, you can follow Rugboy at really Rugboy, jockandnerd.com for all these fun links. Rugsy, thanks for hanging out, man. I'm drunk. Oh, thank yes. God, that was the whole point of this. So I'm glad that we got you there, uh, listener. Thanks for well, listening. I think yeah, that you what got- this podcast is going to do is it's going to go out tonight and make really bad decisions. And in nine months, we're going to have a little podcast. We're going to have little rug boy babies. Oh no, it was a uh, podcast twenty one. We'll have wait rug boy. My sperm the- doesn't swim so good. <laughs> we'll find a way. <laughs> thanks for listening, you guys. <laughs> My name's Imran. My name's Ian. He's the jock. And he's the nerd. And we'll hear you next time. Talking nerd. Do I sound good? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. you sound fine over here. Do I sound like Tom Jones? Uh, yes, you do. Just say the answer to that question is always yes. It's not unusual to be naked. <laughs> that, that was what.